Matt Ryan here, and folks, the countdown is on. If you want to be my boss, if you want to own a piece of the A7FL, the time is now. We are counting down until November 7th. That is right, November 7th, the day before Election Day, is the last day of our Start Engine campaign. So we want you to sign up right now. Go to startengine.com slash A7FL and sign up. Once again, that's startengine.com slash A7FL. Welcome to the self-proclaimed second best podcast of the A7FL. This is the A7FL's The Other Side of the Ball. I am Casey Cox, the host of the show. Alongside me, the co-host, Derek Duncan, Double D, the division owner of Nevada. How are you doing today, Derek? I am doing very well. I am so, so happy we have the guests we have on the show or scheduled to be on the show this evening. Uh, With us currently uh, is the L.A. division owner, Mr. David Meltzer. How are you doing tonight, David? Fantastic. Thank you guys for having me. We're super excited to have you, buddy. So I cannot... (laughs) I cannot express to you how happy I am to have you on, on the show. I've been wanting to connect with you for some time now. Keaton's been doing a really good job keeping me abreast of uh, Keaton. And let me just tell the, the fans at home, Keaton, your division manager for LA, has done a really good job keeping me abreast of what the goings on in LA on the things I ask. But we haven't really gotten into the background of what's happening with you guys. So I, I'm glad to have you on so we can kind of get our arms around that, see where our synergies lie, see how we can help one another. And more importantly, give you a chance to respond to some of the uh, comments that were made and some of the uh, negative things that were cast at the LA division on a previous show. Uh, so since you're here, hopefully we can you know sort through some of that and see what your future plans look like to kind of rectify some of those things or oh, at, least, at least address them. Oh, absolutely. And I'm just when I heard about them, I immediately wanted to uh, come on and make sure that I have a positive impact on the league and the teams uh, that I own. Wonderful. And that's the position I'm coming from. I know that every single owner and division manager that we've had the pleasure of talking to is all about getting this to the next level, doing everything possible to make it go within their limited power and doing whatever, you know, do whatever we can to make it great. So the fact that we heard all that negativity, I'm like, ah, man, not, not real happy about that, but luckily we got David here to, to talk about some of it. So, uh, so David, before we get into the whole background of the league, just so people have a good understanding of what you bring to the table and who you are, uh, can you just give us a little background and then follow that up with what made you decide to become an A7 owner? Absolutely. So I uh, started my career in technology, ended up uh, after my first exit with West Publishing to Thompson. We sold that for $3.4 billion. I was CEO of Samsung's phone division, and I really learned the inner workings of investment banking, raising money and technology, which is why a guy named Lee Steinberg uh, hired me to be the chief executive officer, the CEO of the most notable sports agency in the world. Uh, so representing you know, eight first picks in the draft, uh, working in sports, inspirational, aspirational. And then uh, Lee had some personal issues and Warren Moon, the Hall of Fame quarterback and I, we spun off a global sports marketing company called Sports One Marketing. And uh, I ran that and partnered with Warren Moon in that company as we brought the biggest names in sports to the biggest events from Super Bowl, Pro Bowl, Masters, Kentucky Derby, Breeders' Cup, ESPYs, Emmys, Oscars, Grammys, did movies and TVs, inspirational, aspirational movies uh, with David Anspaugh and uh, 
variety of different things from, of course, Jerry Maguire, which was Cameron Crowe, followed Lee Steinberg around to any given Sunday for the love of the game. And then over the last five years, uh, really working with entrepreneurs and sports. So uh, started one of the top podcasts in the world. We've had almost 1,400 episodes called The Playbook. I have TV shows from Elevator Pitch with Entrepreneurs Magazine to uh, Office Hours to Two Minute Drill. Uh, so I work with a lot of content. So when David Isaacs approached me, who's probably one of the most respected people in sports media, uh, approached me about the A7FL, I immediately was interested in investing in the league uh, as a whole to help uh, facilitate the exposure awareness and uh, the business acumen and situational knowledge that I have in that business. And then the opportunity to own uh, the Los Angeles uh, League uh, came about as well. So I invested in that uh, to hopefully put uh, the right people into place to facilitate the operations of that league. At that time, I think, you know, uh, there was just one team. And so it didn't seem as if, we were very far along in the league and uh, we were expecting only to have one team, but at the last minute we ended up with two. Well, that, that is a nice recap. And let me tell you that some of the, the, what you ran off, I, I don't know if that's well rehearsed or you just have that much knowledge in your head, but that's just rolled off your tongues, like tongue, like crazy, man. I don't, <laughs> I, <laughs> right. It's like a monologue away. that came out. It was pretty great. Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, great. So, so sticking with the uh, one team and then the other team coming on conversation and getting into a little bit of the history. Are you aware of the history of the San Diego division and what transpired between San Diego not coming back and LA, LA coming back with one of the teams from San Diego and some of the players? Do you, do you know that history? I don't, and I, and I wasn't really concerned. They had asked me if I was interested, and I have a mindset, a philosophy that I don't stumble on the roadblocks behind me. I do give meaning to the inflection points and defined moments of the past to give me a better trajectory to the future. But, uh, you know, I really wasn't uh, aware of or did I really care about history because I'm more about the future. And uh, if anyone had any information that they deemed uh, to help me towards creating a better future for the league as a whole or for the LA division, uh, I was always open to hear anyone and uh, from anywhere to, to help out Keaton and the people I put in place to run the operations. I'm, and fair enough. I, I, so from a Vegas perspective, obviously I came in around the same time you came in and I was I thought banking on the San Diego division as being part of what we were going to be up against in the West. And then when the LA division opened up, I'm like, okay, great. So we'll have three divisions out this way. That should be really easy for travel. We'll, we'll be able to do a lot of fun things. And then that morphed into no San Diego's out and LA is in, they have one team, maybe two. We'll see how that works. Uh, so my understanding is the person who was running San Diego before it was a league owned division and not an individual owner. And then when the league sold off LA that the San Diego division decided to spin off and do their own thing. And okay. some of the folks who were more interested in sticking with the overall league because they liked the overall branding and what, you know, the league brings to them, not just a place to play, but a place to, to launch their, you know, their platform, a place to launch their career, a place to be seen versus, you know, some of the up-and-coming leagues were, you know, A7's already there. That's the reason why I decided to invest with them instead of just building something from the ground up. 
they had the platform. It made sense. I knew I could take what they had and expand on it and make it beautiful. And, but I was kind of hoping San Diego was coming along with, cause I like the vacation down there. So <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, done, you've done an excellent job and I have a studio in Las Vegas as well at the wind. So we should coordinate and collaborate. I'm very confident that uh, we can bring back the San Diego uh, team's interest and division. Uh, we just have to put our attention and intention, get a little bit more organized. I know things happen very quickly. Um, and the transition between the league own uh, teams and division, uh, I think there was, uh, you know, a, a lot more to, to bite off than what they anticipated and certainly what Keaton anticipated. Yeah. And let me just say, I think you've got the right guy at the helm. Uh, Keaton, from my conversation with him, seems very eager to pull all this together. I just think he needs to be given a little, uh, I guess, some autonomy to kind of run and do things on his own a little bit. That's just my opinion. However you run your business is entirely up to you. But I know that he's got this great ability to get things done. And anything I've ever asked him for and tasked him with, he gets back to me like lickety split rapid fast. And I, I just feel like that if he had some more autonomy that he he would do a, a he would have a stronger opportunity to do a great job for pulling that all together, but that's just my two cents. So, Oh, you uh, know, it's so, it's so interesting that you say that because I think part of the problem with having a big brand and a, a history of great capability within sports or entertainment or just as an executive is that uh, people put onto you things that don't exist. So just for the record, Keaton has had full autonomy Okay. Uh, and I think maybe fairly intimidated uh, by David, myself, or Senator, or whoever else may have been involved, uh, that he may have felt uh, as if, you know, he did not have that. And But it was never communicated from anyone uh, that there was any limitations put on Keaton. So I think I, most of the issues that need to be resolved, it was our first year, just like you, Derek. And, you know, I think it's easy fixes. I've run multi million and even companies that sold in the billions and i know that where we're at uh just needs a little minor tweaking but we have some great people in the place like you casey keaton Jenner, dave isaacs i just need to be more informed uh in order to facilitate and prioritize what needs to be done but i promise you uh that i and keith both have the capability to get whatever we need done done if we know what needs to be done well, you said it. Uh, honestly, if, if I know, I mean, look, I've said to Keaton plainly on multiple occasions, and I said to DeCove when I had them on this show, I am here to help any division owner, div division manager, future division manager or owner in any way, shape, or form that I can. I'm happy to give anybody my blueprint for what we've done. Not saying that that's the way to do it, but if you've got a roadmap and you know how to get there, then you see some shortcuts on that roadmap. You can get there faster than if you're just trying to figure it out your own and, and blaze new trails, right? So oh, you, you nailed it. Yeah, and I I wish I would would have known more. And uh, but I, I'll tell you one thing, uh, Derek, which really inspires me is that you know there's two ways to get to where you want to be. One is to find people who already are already there and ask them for directions, and to have an open-minded, open-hearted, and open-handed person like you to facilitate that. I appreciate so much. And then two is something else that you're doing. Uh, the second way to be statistically successful in what you do is to help other people get there. And it just, you know, warms my heart as well as my wallet to think that there's someone like you that's not only willing to give us direction, but also willing to help us as well 
to create both the statistical success and acceleration. So uh, thank you publicly for offering, but I know in private, Keaton has let me know just recently how uh, helpful you are and how willing you are to help. And well, look, thank you for saying so. Like I, Keaton and I, have, after this conversation, we'll lock arms and go running through walls together. I'm ready for that. This, this is just what we do. <laughs> Keen's, your, Keen's your guy. He will run through a goddamn wall for me. So he absolutely. <laughs> oh, David, did we lose you? Nope, I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me? All right. Yes, for sure. So, all right. So let, let, I guess let's talk about uh, pain points that you're aware of. You said things, some of the things that are easy fixes. You kind of have an idea of, yeah, I guess a few of those things that you've already got planned. Let's, let's yeah. talk future. Well, let's just talk, you know, talent, right? I, I have probably more access to better talent than anyone. And we didn't have time or a plan in order to access that talent. So uh, my first plan is to get the right people in uh, place. You know, as much as people thought we had talent with the disgruntled people down, you know, whatever this kid's name is, uh, he's nothing compared to the talent that we should have. Uh, and so because of my background history and relationships, I mean, we should have the best talent pool. And we haven't utilized it. Secondly is facilities. Uh, we got thrown into uh, the team league uh, own team uh, had made a, a last minute request for us to help with the facilities. So we ended up with subpar facilities and then also budget. Uh, you know, my expertise is raising hundreds of millions of dollars in sponsorship, and we uh, did not have uh, the knowledge or the plan in order to facilitate the funding of the team. So the three primary things that we're going to fix away, these quick fix, is number one, we're going to get better talent. Two, we're going to have better facilities. And three, we're going to have more funding. And it's been my experience in the sports world, which, you know, I sit on the Olympic Committee, the board of the Rose Bowl. I have a fairly esteemed background in facilitating operations of some very large, successful entities. I'm sure from my experience that if we get the best talent and the best facilities and have funding, that we will have no problem uh, being competitive and having very fulfilled, passionate, purposeful, and profitable football players. I, I love the sound of that. That uh, Honestly, that scares me quite a bit because there's a ton of talent in Southern California. And if you haven't tapped into that and your top team gave my top team a great run for their money at the end of the game, I'm scared what you're going to bring to the table next year. And I will make sure that they're all on notice. <laughs> well, they, 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 you know, this kid, what's this kid? So his this name struggle? is Coven Love, uh, a.k.a. DeCove. Oh, uh, DeCove. Yeah. So DeCove, yeah. not, not so full of love. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate, I appreciate his position, right? He's frustrated, but you know, I ran the biggest sports agency in the world. I understand disgruntled players. Uh, and the first thing that hopefully he's listening to this is, Hey, if you got a problem, go to the source. I'm a super, the, my branding's everywhere, right? I'm here to be of service and value. I'm, I don't even know the kid's name, let alone he's never reached out to me. Boy, I would have loved to hear from him uh, earlier on any problems he had with Keaton or the operations or the team because I'm a hands-off owner because I do facilitate some very large opportunities, but I'm also a caring, generous person, and I want to prioritize 
uh, things when they're not going well. And if I need to replace people or I need to find certain resources in order to effectuate it. But one thing I don't respect is blame, shame, and justification. Uh, I'm an accountable person. I'll take full accountability. I participated in the perception of what has occurred, but I'm going to fix it. I just wish that you know before you have to you know unfortunately attack Keaton uh, or or you know anyone else in the league before you have judgments and conditions. Why not try to fix them and create cohesion and unity in a much needed space? where we're all trying to build a league where more people can really play this extraordinary game and get more exposure and awareness to the game. Uh, you know, I am just not a person who responds well to attacks and I forgive him and I pray for his happiness and I would love for him to come back and see what we can do together. But to this day, I've never spoken to the person and I encourage all the players that play in our division to reach out any owner that wants my help to reach out. I, I had mentioned that on a, on a conference call early on before I handed up the reins of operations over. Uh, but more importantly, I don't stumble on roadblocks behind me. I have no ill will towards anyone that has attacked us. I just want to move forward and make this thing happen. All right. So, Mr. Meltzer, you got like 90 seconds. So I'm going to say the, the following. I will absolutely facilitate a conversation between you and Decobe to make sure that that gets done at minimum because he's got his eyes on uh, ownership in Houston. And if he's actually going to come in as an owner and you guys can straighten out whatever challenges may have been in the past and put that behind the both of you. Cause I, I'm hearing you say, look, I forgive him. It's behind, behind me. I understand that that's the case for him as well, but he wanted to air it. He wanted to air whatever he needed to air. So thank you for saying so. Number one, number two, I think we've got a great path forward. Yeah, I partner number- with them out here. Well, there's I'd a great idea. Yeah. Well, I'll be a partner of his. I'll, I'll let him invest in my team if he he's so passionate and he cares so that I just want to you know help people mature in their communication skills because I've been doing this a really long time and I'm you know I see extraordinary opportunity as well as potential in him and uh, if he's listening, tell him I'd be open to him being a partner of mine. Well, I'll make sure he hears that. But I also don't want him to compete with me for that same partnership. But we will put that we will put that together, however it comes together. Uh, right and uh, let me fi- let me say finally before I give you your opportunity to to sign off. Uh, you mentioned help with sponsorships, and you've got access to tons of opportunities. I'm going to get my deck over to Keaton to get to you, so you guys can look at that together. Maybe use some of that to grab sponsors for yourself, or dress it up to show me how to grab sponsors here in Vegas on a much better scale. So with that, I want to say thank you for coming on today and ask you if there's anything you'd like to get out to the masses before you sign off. Oh, I want to get one thing out to everybody. Hey, you got to come out and watch, watch on TV, share our content. It's one of the, I've been around football my entire life. I've played in college and run a sports agency, more media around football with the greatest players including marketing and representing hall of famers and the hall of fame so please come out and support us if you're a company in las vegas for example i have a lot to introduce to you anywhere around the country let's all support this extraordinary sport let's make it bigger than better than ever i want to thank you guys for allowing me to come on and being so gracious with your time and everyone else that's been frustrated please uh, accept my responsibility and accountability in the matter. And we're going to take it, uh, control the situation, prioritize it and fix the things that need to be fixed with talent, with better facilities and more funding. Perfect. 
Mr. Meltzer, thank you so very much. You said exactly yes, what you. I think all of us wanted and needed to hear from you. I did not expect you to be this awesome. Thank you so much for being on with us this afternoon. And thank you to Keaton for putting this together. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Let's do it again, okay? Please. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have fun. You too. Bye-bye. Guys. All right. So, Casey. Yes. What do you think? <clears throat> Man, that was that was an awesome conversation. I just had to sit back and listen, especially when he started rattling off his experience. I was like, oh, my God, this is great. Just to have him as a part of the league um, is, yeah, I'm gonna is awesome. Go I'm going to have to go back and listen just to write down everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I'll, I was send just, you guys, so I'll send you my I book was, so you, you can get the whole Oh, you're still you, on. You Look at that. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I was just going to say, I'll send you the book. I got to jump now. I just wanted to thank you guys personally. And uh, Derek, thank you especially because I know Keaton is extremely uh, frustrated and anxious and he needs a mentor. So uh, to have you in our corner means a lot. And you, you come to me with any requests and I'm a creative guy and I'm a supportive person. So don't be afraid to ask. Well, you got to know I 100% have Keaton's back. So reg no matter what's happening, you guys will always be in the know of, of what I'm hearing. So Sweet. we can work this out together. That, like, he's my dude. It's, it's done. So Sweet. It'll be easy. It's not a big thing for me. So awesome, guys. Have a great night. Take care. All right, you too. Thanks. Too. Right on. Right, so <laughs> I didn't realize he was still hanging on there. Casey. Neither did I. Neither did I. But, so you were, but yeah, so the, you were saying, I'm was, sorry. I mean, I mean, it was just hearing everything that he had to bring to the table and knowing that we have that mind at our disposal in the league. Um, I think it helps grow the league tremendously and it, it means a lot to the league. And it was just, that's why I was so quiet. I just had to sit back and take it all in um, with the experience that he brings. So uh, aside from you and I vacillating over all the good things we heard and not really touching on much of the negative because and why dwell on it, we're going positive. Uh, exactly. I don't know if you can see the list, but there are four people from the Schnow tribe hanging out on our waiting room, waiting to step on and talk to us about everything A7FL, about all the things that you said negatively about them, Casey, because it definitely wasn't me on our podcast. And I definitely <laughs> wasn't the one who went on and, and put, up, put the donut post out. That couldn't have been me. But uh, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. I don't know I've if got... that was me either but okay i'll take the fall <laughs> so i've got four snow tribe members on the uh zoom call here and three of them are muted and one of them doesn't have a microphone showing at all so uh whoever is set up as hulk you might want to think you might need to click on the uh wi-fi audio. audio call thing so you can connect as well and uh michael sims i'll let you introduce yourself first i'm not 100 percent sure everyone who's on here at this point I got As you. in, neither am I. So, what's good, y'all? My name is Big Mike. You know, everybody knows, knows me as Big Mike. Um, yeah, I'm the GM of the Snow Tribe. All right. I'm not the owner. I ain't the GM. The owner is uh, Deion Dawkins, uh, left tackle for the Buffalo Bills. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. So Snow Tribe, we came about last year. You know, last year was our first year. I, I owned a team previous. Uh, before that was a uh, Spank the Spank Time Boys. I owned that team for about seven years. And then me and Dion got together and we, you know, talked about it and we formed Snow Trap. You know. So long, so how do you know Dion? Uh me and Dion knew, knew each other since middle school. Oh wow. Yeah, so yeah. So we yeah, we're, we're like brothers. Some old heads. 
yeah, yeah, exactly. Young old heads. What are you, what are you uh, 28, 29 then? Is that? Is uh, 20, that... 20, I'm 28. I'm 28. Okay. Because yeah, I was just thinking back on Dion's career right now, and he's been in, what, six years in the league? <laughs> yeah, six years exactly. Yeah, okay. Been years. He got there 2016. I, you know, he's doing his thing from Temple, you know. And that's that, you know. That's awesome, man. So thank you for joining us on the podcast. So uh, uh, listed here, we also have D. Pearson and Dubsky and Hulk. So uh, yeah, looks so, like Hulk got his audio set up right. So uh, when you D- Dubsky, looks like you unmuted. You want to introduce yourself next? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. My name is well, they call me La Dub, but my name is Lasal. La Dub. Yes, sir. All right. Four, and your name- oh, my, my apologies for interrupting you. No, no sweat. So it's it, what was your your first name actually? Uh, Lasange. Lasange, got it. All right, thank you. Um, I play O-line, a little bit of D-line and fullback for the most part for the snow drop. Nice. Welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you, thank you. And then we've got Mr., uh, I assume Mr., D. Pearson. Yes, sir, that's me, uh, Darius Pearson, otherwise known as the Hype. I'm the running back of the Snow Tribe. Welcome to the podcast, my man. And then Welcome. lastly, Hulk. I don't want to say the Hulk because it just says Hulk. Yeah, yeah, what's up? My name is Hashan Ford, uh, also known as the Hulk, the DN, the main DN for Snow Tribe. All right. Well, thank you all four of you gentlemen for joining us this afternoon. I know the primary reason y'all are here is to take a big shit on me. So I don't know if you want me to to uh, ask you questions or just let you have the floor. You tell me how you want to run this thing. Yeah, I, I started off. Um, yeah, so yeah, so about last season, right? We we basically built this team, basically all, all the pieces I've left over from, from Spanktown. So everybody you see that's that was from Spanktown. We had about like five, five or six guys, maybe seven. And then we just flooded it with all our free agents, all new guys. You know, we made we made it work. You know, the, 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 the guys had heart. They had the fight in them. You know, we was unlucky getting the U first game. We was getting everything in order. And uh, you guys know what happened then. You know, you guys talk about all the time, Donut, Donut City over here. Um, it's all good though. It's all good though. You know, we're going to wear that for a little bit, but you know, this, this next season, it's, 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 it's going to be a different season. I could, I, I could definitely assure you that. Yeah. So big you know? Mike. So, uh, I understand you guys were from Spanktown, but there was one other major team that came together with you guys too to round out your roster of free agents, right? Wasn't like a good 30, 30% of your guys from another former squad that, that came over to you as well? Uh, no, no. Everybody's basically free agency. We had everybody okay. on the space. Uh, we, we, we spoke to a couple of teams, but nothing really followed through. You know, we, we, we just couldn't, you know, come to that agreement. Um, all, right, so, all right. Well, and thank you for that introduction. Is there anything you want to get off your chest to start, or do we need to go to the other three guys to get the heat? Yeah, yeah let me say a little something real quick. Okay. Thank you. you. Know, I, I keep hearing you guys talk about, Yo, yeah, um, the, the force blew us out, this, that, and the third. Okay, yeah, it was, it was a good game. You know, you guys got the best of us. You know, that, that, that's that's just what it is, you know. But I'm not going to sit here and just take it like you guys just blew us out and you guys murdered us. That, that was not the case. You know, you, you guys made opportunities on our mistakes. You know, the 
the it was it was six to zero going to the going to the half before we, we got hit with the fumble. You know, Kilbert got sacked, fumbled, you guys returned it. That made I believe 12-0 half halftime score. Halftime came about, we scored off rip. Darius Peachin, I think I believe he took about was it sixty yards to the house. I don't know, but it's just yeah, the I same. Think, and I think he broke seventy-two tackles as well. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he, he, yeah, he it was know. definitely it was definitely seventy-two tackles that I broke. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right. He's, uh, it, the guys the don't know. He, guys don't know he's known run, for that. Great run. <laughs> guys don't know that he's he's known for that. You know, guys talking about he's slow. He's not a third. But I'm just sitting back, just looking like uh, they they really don't know what he's really you know what he's really about. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna let that slide. So um. Yeah, so after that it was six 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 uh six twelve I believe. We threw it to you guys. You guys returned it. Mistake on our behalf, but it's a part of the game. You guys score. That's 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 what we have to do to win the game, right? So that made it. I mean, that made it eighteen to six, I believe. Then I believe after that we 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 had a return. Made it twelve to eighteen. Then from there it was it was a dog fight through I believe the fourth quarter. You guys scored, you know, and then you guys scored again garbage time. You know, it it, it was no it wasn't no blowout. You know, the, the the score does not tell the game. You know, you, you you guys put out the magic, you know, the, the magic bunny out your hat. You know, we tried to do the same. You know, you guys just you guys had the pieces. You know, you guys you guys were barely was better prepared for that opportunity that that, that took place. You know, I, I took full I took I take full responsibility for that loss. I didn't prepare my team for the, you know, I, I didn't prepare my team very well, you know, to play you guys, you know, so I, 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 I'll eat that. I'll take that. But this following year, we play you guys. I hopefully we play you guys first game of the season in Vegas, night game, whatever, whatever you, whatever y'all want. We don't mind taking our flight to Vegas to play you guys again. And I can, I can assure it's going to be a different outcome. It's, it's not, it's not going to be the same outcome. You know, we got, we got Corey, we got Eddie, we got, we got all those, all those guys, but at the same time, we we gotta make those pieces work. We didn't do that last year, but I can assure you we'll do it this year. We're gonna see what's up. All right. Yeah. So, still not. I appreciate everything you said. There's not much I disagree with, uh, but there's a few things that I will I will take issue with. But before we get into that, I wanted to give you an opportunity to wrap up whatever whatever it is you want to get off your chest to start before I get your other guys in, and then we'll all come together collectively to have have a group discussion about the future of the Snow Tribe what what you guys are doing, what we saw, what I saw from a division owner standpoint while I was there supporting the Las Vegas team you guys played against. Now, understand I own that team, but I own every team in here until we get a chance to sell them off. But I'm agnostic except for taking care of all my Vegas, all my Nevada teams, right? That's that's who I am. Right. I don't play any favorites within Nevada. So understand, yes, I was paying every bit of attention I could to the force during that process, but throughout the season, I'm literally spread thin, taking care of everybody, making sure everybody's good. So I've got a good idea of what the force is and how they roll just because I travel with them twice. So I can speak to that a little bit. And I'm really good friends with the management ownership group that will be taking over ownership when we get the opportunity to, to pass that on to them. So, but I wanted, so did you have anything else you wanted to add to that starter discussion or should we get the other guys in? Uh, let's, let's get the other guys in. All right. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to ask for uh, Mr. Pearson to, so it, it was Mr. Pearson that was the gentleman who had the 72 tackle broken run. Is that right? Yes, sir. All right. Tell me 
the smoke you're getting right now on online from the beautiful clip that's going viral with you absolutely torching the the tackling and people giving props to number 11 for trying to run him down from behind and people saying all the things they've said about you with a refrigerator on your back blowing a hamstring didn't have a second gear <laughs> tell, tell number one tell me about that run because i i had the beauty i had the the fortune of standing up in the catbird seat watching that live and watching it go down and losing my shit but i want to know from your perspective ball in hand what did you think was happening as you were twisting and turning out of every tackle stepping over people jumping and then you look up and there's nothing but green in front of you for 40 yards what what went through your mind in that moment uh realistically speaking um everything was kind of a blur you know I, I hit the edge and I had ducked my head and I really was I was expecting to get tackled right there but right. When, I, when I felt I broke free I looked up and I seen that first guy that tried to tackle me and I hit him with the stiff arm and uh uh he got cleaned up with the extraordinary block at the end yes and sir once I seen that daylight I wanted to hit the next gear, but uh, people don't realize how how much moving around and breaking those tackles tire your legs out. For sure, yeah. Like it <laughs> wasn't like like I'm already in that gear. But my my tires have been spinning for the last three seconds. I just need to go now. <laughs> yeah, like after after I came off that stiff arm, the way my legs fell, I just wanted to fall to the floor already. <laughs> well, so, good. props to you for for standing up and chopping those legs and keeping going. I I was pissed, but man, looking back at it, that that was beautiful. And so thank you for taking us through that. I, I'm reliving the moment in my head and watching the clip the 17 times I watched it this last week and just watching it over in my head right now. So outside of that, tell me about your experience playing the force. Give me that smoke. Let me know what's going on. They, they, everybody wants to hear your guys' rebuttal or we can do it in the group conversation. I, I just want to see what's up. Uh, um, well, playing them for the first time, I'm, I'm not going to lie, though, there are a couple of dogs out there, you know, they, they came out, they actually came out with something to prove, you know, and they played, they played good. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and talk shit and say that they were garbage, you know, they did beat us. It is what it is. But yeah, for, for a team first year in the A7, put together, they, they put up a good fight for, for me being in this league for years and seeing what, you know, our Jersey, Baltimore, and PA teams do, they, uh, I feel like they could be right at home with us here in the A7. I was, I was just getting ready to ask on that with, with your experience in the A7FL and your experience against the force, how do you think they matched up compared to some of the other first year teams you've seen come into the league? Uh, I think that if you want to put them amongst other first team, uh, first year teams, I would say they're they're pretty much like uh one of the best ones for their for for their first year playing. Definitely a good team. Like you wouldn't even notice this is their first year together. Yeah, well, well put together team for their first year. Yeah, they look they look good. They look real good. Yeah, they yeah, they definitely they definitely shocked me. You know, their first year and just accomplished. You know, all they accomplished in their first year was. Was type crazy, you know? They coming, they coming in from all the way from across across the country, uh, to be a Jersey team. You know, that's that's not that's not common. You know, you don't see that. You know, we had a Jersey, we had a PA tried it. Um, what's the other team? Uh, Baltimore tried it, and none none of them had success the way that. And uh, LA, of course, LA. L I forgot about LA. LA came over, tried it. 
and then Florida. the year before Florida, Florida right? Florida. Orlando Florida. came up and got, got smoked, it, it, right? It, it was the same year as LA. They they all tried it and you know they they they, they fell in their first time, you know. And it's, it's it's a learning curve. They 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 just didn't have that pieces, them pieces to you know just to, to get the job done. Sure. You know, you guys clearly had the pieces. You know, you guys you know watched the film. You know, you guys took it way more serious. You know, than than most teams took it their first time coming to Jersey because it's, it's it's not no walking the park coming up here. You know, it's, it's really different. And the way you guys put it together, you know, yeah, yeah, first year opinion, you know, just being having the quarterback, the running back, the lineman, you know, all, all at once working together. It was a, uh, it, it was dope to see, you know, caught, caught me off guard. You know, I, I definitely give props to, I definitely give uh, the Vegas props for that. All right. Well, so Casey, thank you for the follow-up question. I, I want to get, uh, <laughs> sorry, hang on. Let me go back to my notes here. I want to get Hashan on real quick and Ladub, who, who wants to step up real quick. Let's go. Let's go with Sean. Yeah, I'll step up. All right. So, Ladub. No, that's Hulk. Hulk. I'm sorry. Okay. My bad. My bad. Hulk. <laughs> my bad. Tell me what was your impression of the force? Equally important. What is your response to all the smoke that's been thrown your way from our podcast and on the three on one podcast? Honestly, I just feel like we weren't as prepared as they were. And we took it in a different perspective and took it for fun as in really like saying, oh, this is their first year. So, you know, they're probably pushovers, you know. We didn't really have that fight in us that game. I mean, certain players did, like me, you know. But other than that, that's all I can say to that. You know, I respect them. I, I talked to them uh, personally on a one-on-one after the game. It was a lot of respect there. You feel me? They, they good dudes over there. Yeah, we, we try to run it like that, man. Thank you for saying so. All right, and then lastly, uh, I guess Mr. Dubsky. <laughs> That's a lot of dub, right? Yes, sir. All right, let's hear it. Bring the smoke, man. All I'm saying is, my, my apologies. All I'm saying is, when it comes down to it, that a lot of the um, defensive linemen didn't want a lot of smoke at the beginning of the game. So when it came down to that hit between me and Maui, for me, it was... He caught me off guard. I ain't gonna lie, he caught me on my last breath, and he still didn't make the play. I just I just had to get that off my chest. <laughs> the world is making it seem like I'm telling you right now, him and then I forgot the other dude name. He the he uh, he got dreads, he big lineman with the dreads, he like six, six something. But right, right. it was big they bro. was ducking wreck. They was ducking wreck the whole beginning of the game. And I, I they were like, ducking you. Yes, they was ducking wreck. Every time I was coming up, they was lighting it. I for me, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not a slouch. I'm not gonna hit you while you're down and bad or while you jogging. Feel me? But they did not want no wreck at the beginning of the game. Okay. All right. So, all right. So now we got all four of you in with your initial comments, right? I, I don't I'm guessing you guys haven't been listening to our podcast because if you had, you probably would have stepped in here and said, you know what, Derek, you're talking a lot of smack. We need to put you in your place. So what our <laughs> What our show was about this last time was, I don't know if you guys are aware, but the three-on-one podcast did a preseason, what they called an AP top 10. And in that preseason poll, they had the Snow Tribe in the 10 spot. I took issue with that 
because there was no other Vegas team on the the top 10 list. They put the force at number six. I'm not saying the force necessarily needed to be any higher, maybe five, maybe five at best based on last year. But that's based on last year, right? So the way they set up their top 10 lists, then the way they framed the conversations, anytime they were talking about people they wanted to see on the list, you're like, oh, they added so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. They're going to be so much better. But anytime it came to talk about Las Vegas, well, they didn't beat so-and-so this last year. They didn't beat so-and-so. They, they, you know, they only scored this much against this team. When it came to Las Vegas, all they wanted to talk about was what we did in the past. And when they were talking about the future uh, or, or they're talking about their list for everyone else, they were saying, oh, but they added so-and-so. They added so-and-so. And specifically for, for the Snow Tribe, obviously, Eddie Pettio and Corey Hammond. There's a third gentleman who was mentioned that was coming to your guys' squad as well. I'm not familiar with that name, but I've seen Eddie play. Absolute baller. I've seen Corey play. He's a he's a definitely serviceable quarterback at the position and a proven winner that can take any team to the next level. But I compared him on our last podcast to Ryan Fitzpatrick, a guy who's gone to and won at every level and just long enough for them to get their real quarterback in. I want to ask you, Snow Tribe coming in, knowing what you know about the Baltimore division, knowing what you know about the Jersey division, the Florida teams, the limited amount you know about Ohio, LA, and Vegas. I want to hear from you. Do you guys feel like you you deserve a preseason number 10 slot? Can I go first? Absolutely. Oh, you lucky, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Everybody know I'm, I'm honest. I'm, I'm real honest when it comes down to it. And me personally, I feel like no, because we still, this is a second year team, but we still have a lot to prove within ourselves. We still got a lot to, to get down packed as far as everything. Like even, even with us bringing Corey in, Corey's still not going to be our main quarterback as far as, in my eyes, for the Wildcat, because we do run Wildcat. So we're going to have to switch it up a lot because we're going to have to go back to traditional, to Wildcat. There's going to be a lot of flippy floppy. So we're going to see who can, who can stay through the mud. You feel me? Who's who going to be able to stay through all the ups and downs, really? Yeah, so speaking of your Wildcat and your offense from last season, I'm just going to take this in a different left, uh, different direction real quick and come back to it. So you guys had what they were calling on the broadcast, the snow formation. Which was everybody in the box, you know, two fullbacks, quarterback, tailback, and our we're going to stack up and blow you guys off the ball and and three yards in a cloud of dust. And if we break through, see ya, right? That was kind of the concept. And every now yeah. and then you break out and dump one over the top when people weren't paying attention, right? Definitely. I think, I think you guys should call that formation the snow plow. That's just. Something, something <laughs> I mean, but it does it does go it does go from two fullbacks to two running backs as well. So it goes, it goes, yeah. it really goes powered and speed in all reality. It's a, it, it's a mix. We mix it well. Yeah. You know? Right, right, right. But I, I, what I'm saying is they were the calling it the snow, the snow tribe formation. I think you guys should call that the snow plow. Yeah. I mean, what, what, better name, what better name than that? I mean, that is, that's for me. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, the way, right, right. The way, the way, the way um, be moving people out the way, yeah. shit, he's a snow plow. Exactly. Big ass <laughs> truck with a big wedge in the front, just stuff flying over, salt everywhere. I love it. I respect it. All right. All right. So, look, so uh, tell me, so one of the other things that we wanted to get into, and, and Casey, if you got something you want to drop in, obviously, I'm sorry to keep taking over the, the show here. Uh, one of the things that got discussed a lot over the past, you know, 
couple weeks is, you know, our coaches have been on saying that they're going to do better. We're going to get to this position. We should be number 10 at least. We should be number nine, all, all that. None of that really matters. What I, what I want to understand is you guys have a unique perspective. You played every team, a lot of the teams in the East. I'm curious how those teams in the East that some you beat, some you didn't, some you guys weren't competitive in. I've, I've said my piece about that. I'm not going to try to shame you guys. We're not, we're not here to do that tonight. What is the main difference between the Baltimore style of play, the New Jersey style of play, the Ohio style of play, and the West style of play for you? What, like, are there differences that you see that each division kind of brings to the table the way they, they, they conduct their offense, defense, the way they carry themselves? Or is it pretty much the same across the board and it all just depends on what talent's on the field and they, they play to their strengths? Well, I, I I know Baltimore. They 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 have speed like crazy. Yeah, in, a lot of speed guys up there. Uh, they always they 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 have a different dog in them. Baltimore have a different dog. Like they they have the worst team over there in Baltimore, but they come to Jersey and up a fight. You know, they they even might win. Well, who's that, who's that worst team in Baltimore? Well, last last year it was uh who's that team? Uh, no, no, no. You said a buzz. No, I said hit squad. I think. Uh, I, yeah, hit, hit squad, hit squad. I, I think they won one game. That's the reason I brought them up. Yeah, yeah. So they hit squad. You know, on paper they 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 look okay, but they just couldn't get together over there in Baltimore. They came out here. I believe they played the U in the playoff game. Yes. And I I believe they put up points against the U. I believe. Yeah, I think they scored six. They scored six. Oh yeah. I think, well, was, I think the final was fifty-two to six or something like that. But that, that's that's six. Well. Let's let's skip them and, and talk about the buzz. <laughs> All, right. All right, let's talk about the buzz. Like the buzz are an amazing team, you know, and I believe they don't get much recognition as they should. Um, in Baltimore, I believe in in their own state, they probably rank probably like fourth, probably third. I don't know how many teams they have with it. Probably like third or fourth. Um. And and like they come over here and they, they, they go against basically at the time, I believe the Hawks were ranked, I believe, third in uh in Jersey. And they just they're going back, they're going back and forth at it. And I believe the score in their playoff game was like was a high scoring playoff game, I believe. I, I don't know the score for, I, I believe in the thirties. I believe in the, I, I gotta check I check, gotta check the book. But um the but the Buzz got a lot of players. You know, they they have to, they have the quarterback. You know, the big guy, he's his his quick release is, is is insane. You know, like you can have a fast ass D tackle, but it's it's deep D line, period. It just wouldn't do it because his release is so quick. The receivers, um, my favorite my favorite receiver out there is, is, is Mike. Mike 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 I think believe Mike Mike will make it something like that. Yeah, Mike, Mike will make it. I I, I yeah, remember the name. I don't know that I've seen him play too Mike, much separate highlights. Mike Mike will make it is, is, is a crazy receiver. He's he's quick. You know, he has he has the agility, the speed. You know, it's just his route running is, is amazing. You know, it's just his hands. It's just it's crazy. He's, he's nice over there. And you put him with a quarterback that has a quick release. It's bread and butter. You know, and they they were just they was doing their thing. I I know he was uh suspended for about three games for an incident that happened out there. But when he came back, the buzz was just a whole whole different team. I I, I expected them to. To, to make it far, you know, in, in the playoff last year, but they lost first Damn. first game against the, the Florida team out there, um, out there in Florida. But yeah, it, it well, definitely I mean, 
so the the boys on the three on one podcast put them in the number eight spot for the entire season ranking for next season. So there there's some folks uh, obviously who uh, think a lot of them just like you do. So let's I just I want to put that out there that other people are recognizing that they will be a force to reckon with, and they've got them making to the lead lead eight next year by placing them at number eight, right? I'm yeah. I, I, I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. You know, they if, if they if they come back with the same players, the same mentality, you know, just just more hungrier, just 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 to want to win, you know, just just want to want to beat those top teams. Like over there, I believe it's the, it's the Gators, you know, the Vikings, you know, oh, that's not not the Vikings no more. I believe they're called the uh, rare breed, the, the the rare breed, you know, you know the Cobras, you know, they they just got they just gotta want it. You know, it's, it's always a good game when they when they when they, when they go up against when they, when they go up against each other. It's, not, it's never lopsided, you know. And that's that's one thing about Baltimore. They they definitely have that dog in them, you know. Yeah. You know? So you may not have heard this because the three on one podcast just dropped like five hours ago, and we were all scrambling trying to listen to it before we got on here. Right. But they are picking up Lenny Manziel from the rare breed to go to the Buzz. Ooh. Oh, man. So after Lenny, after Lenny proved his worth in the playoff game, actually bringing them back towards the end, everyone saw that he could run a squad for himself. So people started reaching out to him. We, we figure and uh, OG Buck said on their podcast this morning that Lenny's taking his talents to the DC bus. Now he did say that he wasn't sure Lenny was going to be the starter there, but he was going to go air it out over there for them for, for at least part of the thing. And they might be running a two quarterback system like you guys are talking about. Mm, I see the, the buzz got their quarterback set with the, with the big guy. You know, I, I know he's, you know, he's not mobile, but he makes it work. Uh, I, I I would assume that it'd be a better pick for him. Probably be go to go to the Gators. You know, I, I know they just picked up CP three, but you know, CP three from Jersey, you know, he's already out there in Baltimore. You know, he and like you guys said, he, he proved his worth in the playoff last year, coming in clutch, play after play, you know, during crunch time. So I, I, I think you know him, him go to the Gators would probably would have been a better fit, you know, probably been a better fit. So I mean, given the opportunity, you putting your squad together, are you going to take Lenny Manziel or CP3 as your quarterback? As my quarterback? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with. You know, I, I take I take Manny myself. I, I definitely take. Manny I agree myself. with that. Well, Casey, uh, there's our first bomb of the day. There we go. <laughs> there we go. The first bomb. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're here to say the backup quarterback from this last season is a better option at quarterback than the former championship winning quarterback in Corey Price. Now, 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 we're, we're talking we're talking present times though. Yeah. Right. right. Of course. You're talking CP3 was a dope. I, I came in with CP3 over there at Wolfpack. You know, we, we came in together uh, as our rookie year, 2015, and uh, and this is our first time in this league. And th- the thing that CP3 was doing was was just imaginable. You know, I first, I believe our first game was against the, the Bombers. Uh, it was a, it was a good fight with the it was good it was a good fight against the Bombers. I believe we scored about three, two times, two three times, two three times, and the Bombers was like the top ten, no top top two team in the league at the time. The second game we played was against the Chiefs. The Chiefs, they just came off a championship 
you know, campaign. Um, and we 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 went to overtime with them. And we, we were working team doing this. This is our first time in the league. And we, we, we're going to overtime with the Chiefs. It's That's not something you do. And he, he was doing his thing. Like, he seemed like a general out there in his first time, you know. And he just got better the year after year. His second year in the league, he won a championship with the with the BIC, just just like that, you know. Then so, I believe. So why now do you think that he's not the person you'd want to general your team over Lenny Manziel after all these accolades you just dropped on him? Well, I know CB three. Uh, uh, I didn't see him play much really last year. I know he played against us. You know, he he, he wasn't that starter quarterback. You know, and he go he, he, he gonna have to get back in that funk. You know, just to, you know, don't throw on the ball again. Last time I seen him play is just, I think the Hawks. He played against. He played with the Hawks against the U in, in the championship game. You know, that's like I was like, 2020, yeah, 2020, 2019, and um, it's just you know, see, I'm not saying CBD don't 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 got it no more because I just haven't seen him, you know. Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com owners. That's a7fl.com owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town. there it's matt ryan are you enjoying this a7fl podcast well i'm glad you are because that means you can give us money that's right you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch that's tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch up there right now we have some thick boy season merchandise we've got some hus hus shirts and also we've got some Corey hammond related merchandise coming soon a Corey hammond Corey hammond's t-shirt hoodie and a whole lot more you can get all of them right now sent to you nice comfy and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch and also you can find it in the show notes now back to that podcast you like play 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 four quarters of football being a starter quarterback and yeah I just he took see- a he took a back seat and allowed stary to yeah. cook and for good reason because you know stary ends up being the league mvp right so exactly when no, you see I, a talent like that, you, you're supposed to take a step back and be a team guy. Yeah, you, you got to be a team player. You know, right. and good TB3, he plays in all phases of the ball. And he, you, you, can put, you, can, you can put him on three-on-ones, he'll shine. You put him on defense, he'll shine. As you can see, he had about, I believe he had about three, three sacks, two sacks, two or three sacks for the three times they played the, uh, the U last year. You know, just coming in and sacking, sacking a huff like that, that's, that's a hard thing to do. You know? And it's just, you know, I, I guess, yeah, he definitely made the, the smart decision by leaving. But I think I probably would have stayed one more year just to figure things out. But I, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, he got his chip. He's moving on. Yeah, he got his, he got his chip. He's moving on. He, he, he has two chips now. Um, but, yeah, CB3 is my guy. He knows that. But I, I'm definitely taking Manziel, you know, as a present time. Present All time right, right well, now. Look, bomb dropped and uh, at least petted and said, you know, I'm sticking with my answer. So I appreciate you standing behind your word. Yeah, yeah. Right. All right, so so uh, uh, now I'm going to put it out to the group, right? I, there's, I've got a few things I want to put in front of you guys. So let's start with this. Snow Tribe, 
the way it's now constructed with Corey, Eddie, and whoever else you're bringing to the table. Right. You guys are going to see the likes of the U, BIC, Gators, Rare Breed, and the other teams that are, you know, Hit Squad, Silk City Animals, like all, all the other teams that are in the division. With what has transpired and with the transactions, whatever, whatever your new currently constructed team is, and knowing who's moved to other spots, what do you predict your record will be for the spring season of A7FL? Well, I know I picked up a lot of a lot of pieces, you know, and I'm still picking up. And I, I have great confidence in my team. So I say for next year, I can I can see us going, let's say, around 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 six and two. Six and two. Ooh, okay, six and two. Wow. Um, all right. I, so, I, I have a follow-up to that. Um with yeah. all the pieces you've added, um, my- who do you contribute that six and two? to the most as being the added piece and the key contributor to the change yeah i mean i i, I can't tell my secrets right now so we're, <laughs> we're still a conversation you know I, I can tell you these new pieces that i can get if i get them it's it's, it's gonna be a problem on both sides well, of the me, ball let me just say from, from my He's perspective it's gonna be me Okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> y'all played a lot of people that been here. I don't know what he's doing, but he got to remember for me. Yeah. So, from my perspective, what you guys were missing above all was a serviceable quarterback, right? You guys were not taking to the air and had to result to a ground game, a good ground game, but. A ground game that is exclusively ground game means people can stack the box against you. They can key off of and start watching everything you do if you're if they're not worried about you beating them downfield. Right, you having right. a serviceable quarterback quarterback back there, even if even if it's submit feet quarterback, a guy who can be in the pocket and distribute the ball in less than two to three seconds before the rusher gets there changes the perspective of everything. I think just by adding someone of Corey Hammond's talent and whomever else you're bringing to the to the table get you at least one or two more wins and makes you way more competitive in the games that you didn't compete in last year because you'll hold on to the ball that much longer, right? BSC's not putting up 80 if they're only touching the ball six, six times. That's it's virtually it's absolutely impossible. It doesn't work. And honestly, right? during the BIC game, we I turned the ball over for them and um we had we had them on fourth down twice. So with the offense if we had an actual quarterback it would have made things much better for us. You feel me? Because our defense was playing, but we had no quarterback. We couldn't mix it up. We couldn't spread out the field. So that actually really was our downfall. That's fact. Yeah, I think we all saw that. And the fact that you already, the first thing you did in offseason was shore that up. I see a much improved Snow Tribe team. I don't know what pieces you're going to lose through this process or if you're going to lose any pieces to this process but I know everybody will be at least one year older which is good for some of the younger guys but not so good for some of the older guys right so like Corey Hammond (laughs) so I didn't specifically mention Corey by name because he in our pre-call when I was talking to him he's like can you guys do a show without mentioning my name every 10 seconds (laughs) and I said no Corey we cannot but I was trying (laughs) it's almost impossible right exactly so uh all right so six and two 
you already said you want game one to come out here and play the force. Yes. Whether, whether that happens or not, we'll see. But let's say game one's against the force. I'm assuming you're counting that as a W. Oh, of course. Of course. We smacking them. Niggas. That's a big <laughs> if you If you want to be competitive in this game of football, you, you got to consider every game a W. That's a fact. Okay, but, but I heard you had – so you want to be competitive, but I heard you guys say collectively and no one disputed that you're going to have two losses. Okay. All right. So, okay. So, all right. So, so I'm just going because I'm I got a piece of paper out here. So I'm, I'm as Matt says, I'm taking receipts. So we got yep. L's against B B I C and the U. So, so that means you're telling me uh, against the Baltimore Rare Breed, that's a W. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a close game. Honestly, it's going to be a close game. I got to win by a touchdown. Maybe two, you feel me? Because the pieces we got, besides the people y'all know about, yeah, y'all gonna see. All right, so by 12, all right, maybe 14, I'm saying by 12, I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt. I hear that. And you're also gonna beat the Gators? Absolutely. Absolutely. Last time we played Gators, um, we had a low staff and uh, the game was 6-0. That was the last time we did it, and they had people they have now. That game was uh, it was twelve, it was twelve thirteen. They, it was it was it was twelve to zero throughout the whole game until the fourth quarter. They came back, and scored two touchdowns on us. When we went to uh, Pennsylvania, I believe that was two thousand sixteen. All right, so I heard we're gonna no, smack 17. them. We're gonna smack them ends is what I heard against the Wait. force. What do you feel? What do you predict the score against the force will be? Oh, the force. Okay. Close. Close. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I'm honest. I think that's gonna be a close game. Honestly, yeah, I agree too. It's gonna be, be close because their running back is a dog. I respect him. Uh Pac-Man Jones, he's a dog. Um their quarterback, he's all right. You feel me? I was pressuring him most of the time, and that's why he was his incompletions was like what 60%? Nah, I yeah. like 20%. I don't- yeah, I don't have those stats, but I, you're right. He he, had, there was there were some incompletions in the game, that's for sure. He, he only had two completions, I believe, two or three completions. Right. Well, yeah, and, whatever I, I, I understand they were they were trying to establish a dominance and run the ball, but you, you you're right. They did not take it in the air. They didn't use that weapon on you guys like <laughs> they may have been able to. They had the confidence in it, or maybe that was their game plan. Regardless, they didn't do it right. So, right, and the, the, that's and that's what, you know according to film, that's what we're looking at them airing the ball out a lot. So we practice, we practice our DBs, you know, and the ball. We, we do nothing in practice. They come game time, and they just run the ball all crazy. We're like, what, what, <laughs> They're like, what is this? We had to, we, we had to just, just quick. You know, they, the, I believe the first, their first drive, they didn't pass the ball, but they got like 60 or 70 yards off rip. But then we stopped them on fourth down and a goal line at that, you know. So, you know, we adjusted, we adjusted quick. All right, so you guys said close. Let me. Can I get a? You said you're gonna win. So a prediction is a win by what? You're saying like two or three, a touchdown, two touchdowns. What's close in your world? I'll say one to two. One to two points. All right. Yeah, that that, that sounds good. Sounds good. All right, I gotta, and then I gotta give respect when it's due. You feel me? They like, they proved themselves for being a team that is. This is their first year in the league. They they impressed me. All right, so now in your losses that you were saying we're giving you to the U and VIC, just because you said you're going to get two losses, 
I don't know that we're coming from those two, but we're just going to assume the two-time champs and the recent champ are the teams that you might lose to, especially when they're pretty damn well equal at this point in my eyes. So I say that I'll, because they have the chemistry of course. more than any team in the league. Their chemistry is beyond this. Absolutely. I, we, we all see it. It comes off of the TV. When I was there trying to co- try to help the force against you guys, the U's underneath us watching the entire game together, t- like literally scouting both squads before, and they weren't even going to play them unless they played them in the championship. That's how together those dudes were that day. And I just love seeing it. I get, the U has mad respect for me, and I'm honestly kind of surprised they lost the BIC. I thought they were going to pull the thing out, and I almost ended up being right. Not No shade on BIC at all. I just, you know, it's really, really, really hard to beat any good team three times in a season. And because of that history of all the sports I've been watching and how good the U is, I just really thought it was going to happen, and I was almost right. But I, if it was Vegas, I would have won by plus – I would have bet them plus four, and I would have won all my money. So it been all good. <laughs> all right so you put yourself down for a potential loss with the u and against bic i want to know what do you think the point differential is going to be on those two games close one to two points three to five points for both what one are we talking point. About? i'm giving my defense one point for both yeah, all uh, right i'll say with our offenses it'll be you know i say like in the 20s Maybe 26, 21. Okay, so less than a touchdown is what you're saying for both those games. Absolutely. Okay, all right. Well, I've written it down. We've got our receipt. We're going to follow up, obviously, when those games happen. And I'm sure we'll be in touch now that we've got this connection going. And, again, thank you guys for being here tonight. I, I want to say, I I say I before, we get, before we get anywhere near this end. Yes, sir. I have a question. Now, so we, we set our predictions, right? Yeah. Now, you being the owner of Vegas. Yes. Now, I want to hear your predictions for the Vegas Force. I want to hear your predictions for just that red team you guys have over there. The Insomniacs. The Insomniacs. And also the uh, the Aces. All right. So like, Aces will Aces will win L- Aces will win LA. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Let's, let's, let's spice it up a little bit. Okay. Let's pick those three teams I just named in our division. So you're going against Baltimore every week. You're going against Jersey every week. What is their record? Are you saying based on last season or based on this on the season we're going to have? Based on the season you're going to have. Okay. So what is the Force's record if they're playing in the Baltimore division? Baltimore. So you're going against the U. You're going against BIC. You're going against the Renegades. The Hawks, you're going against the Buzz, you're going against. Okay, hang on. So I thought BIC was in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought you was also in Jersey. Both, 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 both divisions, both divisions. Jer- okay, Jersey, so, so let, let's say, okay, let's let's frame it this way. If the force was to play the schedule we just said that you were going to play, yes. what's, what's, what's their record? Exactly. This coming season, based on what I know they're doing in the offseason? if they got the chance to play against those cats every game, I'd say they go five and two and win the whole thing. Mm. And I yep, say that yep. because, agree. because game one mm. and two, they start working out and understanding how the game is played out there. And then their coaching and talent that they bring to the table, specifically their coaching 
gets them above the dominate where, where they start. I'm not saying dominates. Don't get me wrong. I, that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying ultra competitive. They will drop a couple because there's some guys who, who are there's some teams oh, that right. are very, very well constructed out there that have the history and every, you know, any given Sunday. Right. But when you get a coach's mind into a game, being able to stand from the sidelines and, and understand what's happening, a guy in the catbird seat looking down, calling in plays from the top, doing it the way football, in my opinion, should should be played. I think the force is constructed to the point where if they played in that division and got sharpened by that iron on a weekly basis, that they would make the playoffs at five and two and then run the table. Honestly, I absolutely because you have to have a coach that played to know the actual game, the schemes and everything that comes with it. Oh, well, their coach I, I, played in the NFL for three years. I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, the NFL and the A seven NFL is two different things. Understand, we have people but, that come but, from D one schools, arena football, and so on that come here and they're nobodies. You're not, not right. going to say nobodies, but they don't have the spark that they did I, look, get to that I'll, level. I'll give I'll I'll give the coach uh, the benefit of the doubt. What's his name? Big Mac, correct? Right? Yes, sir. Big, yes, sir. Yeah, I'll definitely give him the benefit of the doubt, you know, because he did come in, coach. Without without him, Snowchild would win that game. I, I can't agree. disagree with that because I've never I, seen I the Bulls play without Matt coaching, and I don't know what that team would look like without his leadership. They, he, they've got some yeah, seasoned guys yeah. on that team, but he, he put those is, guys in the right spot. He put those absolutely. guys in the right spot. And, and, and he rules with an iron fist, man. Like anybody tries to challenge him, he, they're just sitting. They don't get to play no more. That, like he, he does it the and way I, I see it. The I see coaching needs to be done. And, yeah, that's, and of, that, that was, I, that I, was I, the I, only reason that I was when you said five and two that I agreed and said dominate because of Mac's coaching. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think Big Mac uh he, he really gonna change this game in X seven. You know, just him alone being a coach, you know, we, I, I, I haven't seen it in X seven, you know, and right. just well, at first hand and going against it, it's really advantage because you guys have that mindset. You have a guy that's not playing and not not you know guys not his mind is not flaring up because he, he's in the heat of the moment. You got somebody who's, who's in the who's in the right spot, focused, and getting pennies that getting his pieces in, in, you know, to his puzzle, you know, in, in the right spots, you know. So I definitely see uh, that 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 him him being a big change to the H NFL, you know, coming up. Yeah, so to speak on what you said though earlier, and I, I agree with you, it's not he he played in the NFL and it's not a seven. So, but the trade off that you get is the NFL required work ethic to be at that level. Absolutely. And he is, and he is instilling that in his entire team. And I know right. for a fact that the top level teams within your division don't do that. So the old saying that right. we keep hearing regurgitated on, on these two shows every time, talent beat, ta hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. That's facts. These, these guys are absolutely in the lab wor working out every day to practice they're already starting to practice for the spring when when they get into preseason they're going to ramp it up two or three practices a week and teams like BIC as good as they are they don't practice they show up on Sundays they got their camaraderie they ball out they're the best team in the honestly land. I'm a, I'm a, 
Like, no disrespect, but I'm cool with a couple of people on BIC. Honestly, they practice. Okay, so they were just lying on the <laughs> they, radio? Like, they practice. <laughs> I've seen so, it. So basically what you're telling me is they was lying on the radio. They said we don't even – when Sterry came on, they don't even practice. I mean, when they was po- posting promos on Instagram with, you know, practice and all this stuff, that's making it seem like you practice. It does. Well, we'll, well have to get to the bottom of that. We have to send a, I, you know, my wife's a private investigator. Right. Take a look at everybody. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. To Pitt's perspective, I know, uh, I know most teams practice before the season like crazy. And then once the season start happens, they, well, it's really hard to get practice in because you have games every week. And maybe so that's that, what they were talking about. Maybe they practice that, leading up to probably, it and then they don't practice throughout the year, right? Yeah, that's probably that's probably what they were talking about. I know even on bye weeks, we have bye weeks, it's holidays, so pe- people are out with their families left and right, so we can't really get a practice unless it's on Saturdays. And I got guys, uh-huh. some guys. Nah, they were showing the videos before the season started. So, I mean. <laughs> right. right. So, like, before the season, I know they practice like crazy. All right, so let's let's jump off the, the Force and Big Mac squad. We've talked about them to a blow in the face. You asked me also about L.A. and what I think they would do if they were in that same position. Right. So that's hard for me to say. If I was just to do it based on raw talent and how they competed against the Vegas teams, I would say that L.A. would probably go 5-2, and 4-3 and three as well. But we're talking about the two top teams out west that – played a very competitive defense heavy hard run game and the final was 18 to 13 and the force kind of ran the ball out to end the game but they probably could have scored again but it was competitive the entire way so if i if i'm saying the force is five and two if la and their monster uh tailback they have they also should be at worst four and three but probably in that same range as well if they were playing in that division I don't right. think so because when they came out here, they got blown out. Yes, they did. And like, what, what was your guys' record in that division this last season? Three and four. We talking about LA. Talking? We talking no. about LA. I'm talking about yeah, LA. We no talking tri- about LA. I know. When they I'm came talking out about to Jersey, no tri- it, was, it was a I heard shot you. I heard you. <laughs> right. I'm talking about the Snow Tribe last season was three and four in your division got blown out by three teams, but you guys still won three games, right? Right. Agreed. Okay. So the LA Aces, I'm telling you, probably equal talent to the force, maybe two, three, five, let's say five points down from the force. They got blown out by BIC, but they scored 19 points. So so, so you're telling me those, the LA, the LA Aces, the force are compatible you know, this is strong. This is this is talented as BIC, the U, Gators. Uh, I'm saying, I'm saying remove, do, remove, remove, remove hold on, hold on. BIC uh-huh. and the U from that conversation. And, yes, they are equal to the Gators, the Rare Breed. No, 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 no. no. My thing is you got to keep those guys in this conversation. Uh, 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 unless, unless you're counting those two teams as a loss. Well, just like you counted them as a loss, I'm giving them two losses as well. And I'm going to say – probably rare breeds going to get LA because their O-line isn't as strong as the forces O-line to, to stop that defense, to stop that D-line attack. Okay. Okay. So, so if I'm saying based on last season's results, the snow tribe went three and four in that division. Right. 
right. we think we're, we think that the Force and the Aces, based on last season, were a better team than the Snow Tribe. Therefore, the Aces should get at least one more win. That that that's easy math for me. I I, I don't know. <laughs> now nope. now, so I mean, and you, anybody know who JOK three R is? That that might be Corey Hammond trying to come in this podcast right now. Let me let me admit him real quick. No, that's Joker. That's uh, the office, uh, office of the coordinator. All right. Well, well, Joker is trying right. to sign on awesome. right now. He needs to click on his uh, audio right. so he can jump up in this, and we'll get his take as well. So, Joker, welcome to the podcast. We were just discussing. Uh, let me just do a brief recap. We're in the middle of a discussion about projections for next season based on what we know has happened in the past and what snow tribe thinks that they will do next season and big mike said he thinks that you guys will go six and two with losses to the u and bic and will beat rarebury by two touchdowns the gators by a touchdown lose to the u and bic by less than a touchdown and beat the force if we if that matchup happens by one or two points and their their question to me was if the force played in the same division as the snow tribe if the Aces played the same division as the Snow Tribe, what do I think their record would be and how they would do? And I said plainly to them, I believe that the Force would go five and two, six and two, whatever that is, and then run the table and win the championship. And my reasoning for that was they will have learned the way the game is played in that area and with the coaching that they have and the work ethic that they have, that they will win that division by outworking and outcoaching everybody there. So that's where we're at in the conversation right now. And then we just had the same conversation about the Aces. I said they'd probably be uh, one or two wins less because of their talent level. And I'm strictly basing that based on Snow Tribe went three and four in the division last season. I predict the Aces to be a slightly better team than them. So they get one or two more wins. That, and that's where we're at with the conversation. So welcome to the podcast, Joker. I oh, appreciate it, man. Thanks for keeping me up. Sorry for being late, man. Uh, no, no problem at all. So one of the things I want to do with you real quick is if you can give a quick introduction, who you are, how you came to Snow Tribe, and then what you thought of the game against the Vegas Force. Uh, well, I'm joking. I mean, I've been here for, oof, I think, 12? What did I say, 12? Maybe like 14 years I started. Yeah, you, kind, you kind of sound like an old man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got on the fedora I, tonight? Five, nah, five, five to eight will kill you, man. They were cool. Yeah, I've been like 16 years, man. I started it when this was town beef and when we was out here playing on dirt and gravel and grass. So now we in like uh, stadiums and selling tickets. So I've been here from the pretty much so did, I got did you rock the uh, did you rock bad. the Maryland Terrapin jersey color uh, on the shoulder too was that you <laughs> no hell no okay <laughs> <laughs> right. so we've been pro we've been promoing an old town beat video yeah. where Corey Hammond was the quarterback of the BIC back then and nah. uh and the team he was playing against had on some uh Maryland Terrapin jersey colors and it was one of the most beautifully played games I've ever seen. It was all highlight reel stuff, so you re- didn't really get to understand the flow of the game. Mm-hmm. But the plays that were being made, the catches, the throws, the tackling, I was like, man, this is some of the dopest shit I have ever seen. I'm so glad that I bought into this league. This is where I want to be, man. 
Nah, it's definitely. I mean, that was that was back when we were a little bit unorganized. Now we're to the point to where everything's a little bit more structured, so it looks a lot, a lot better, and a lot different than that. So yeah, definitely that much cleaner that. now. But I love the yeah, rawness sure. of the old stuff. I gotta be. I gotta be honest. <laughs> and then the Vegas Force game. I mean, we're going, I mean, what were we at talking about? I mean, I personally myself. I mean, anything would tell you if you watch our season. I mean, we we struggle from not having an actual quarterback. And in the Vegas game, we brought in someone. Uh, we had someone on the roster that didn't show up to any of the other games. Came to Vegas. We go down. Ultimately, you got to, in retrospect, you got to start throwing the ball a little bit. And that's kind of where we started to uh, fall behind. I think the uh, strip fumble for the touchdown really put us in the hole that we were really hard to get out of. I mean, other than that, I think we played a tough game. I think I I don't I don't believe you give us a, if you give us a quarterback that we lose that game. To be honest, I mean, we could right. really only run the ball. I agree with that. You know, Joker. What's interesting is you literally just said to a man everything that every one of us said before you got on here. It's like you were listening to every one of our takes. You said everything bad about that I said, everything good that I said, then everything good and bad that everybody else said on here. So. Obviously, yeah. we're all seeing the same thing, and obviously, you got a quarterback coming. So, Joker, since you're here, tell me what you think about Corey Hammond stepping in and being one of your 17 quarterbacks and running, you know, 17 <laughs> different Wildcat formations. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's really huge, man. I mean, ultimately, I've been, you know, Corey's been around for a while. So, I mean, although we came in with no quarterback, that's not how we started. I mean, we started with three. We started, then we started with zero, then we came back with two. So the one thing that Corey's going to definitely give us, which 100% we lack, obviously, is a quarterback, but it's also consistency at the position itself and not having to rotate somebody in and having somebody that can actually put the ball where it needs to be opens up a whole nother dimension for us. Because, I mean, if we could turn around and we could run the snow trial formation, which kept us in games, which if you really look, really kept us in games and we couldn't throw the ball at all, and even though we couldn't, we were still right there, other than obviously the BIC and the U game. We were right there in those games without a quarterback. So now you give us somebody that could come in thirty and eight, and we ain't got to run the ball, and we can throw it. And then we got, and then we got one of his favorite targets too, which you know is not something to sleep on. It's 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 going to be a different animal, man. It's really going to look like something different. I'll tell you. Well, so just so you're aware, I renamed the snow trap formation the snowplow. I'm, I'm hoping that catches on. You guys, you guys use that because I'm just picturing <laughs> a big, like, six-ton truck with a big silver thing on the front of it, just knocking cars and snow and salt all over the place and ripping up the gravel. That that's right. what that formation should be called. But in my, in my, look, I'm a marketing guy. What do you want? From me? No, look, I, I like it. I like it. But we got a little finesse because when when uh when Darius is back there, he's not as big as a truck, but he still be trucking people. So we gotta we gotta be fair to him too as well when he back there toting the rockers there. Yeah, evidenced by his 72 broken tackles on his touchdown. Uh, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, no, yeah, that was cool. I mean, I think, I, think, honestly, I, think, I think the <laughs> Vegas team, the first time traveling, coming out, and I, I believe, to be honest, they, they, you know, they were sleeping. They thought they were going to come here. It was just going to be straight ran over from the beginning, a lot of talk, a lot of chatter. And, you know, the first half was extremely competitive and extremely close. And it was just until, like, I'm pretty sure you guys said it was until we fell behind. So it was like, all right, this ain't happening for us today. Yeah, and, full- so, and so what you guys don't know is the force, although they put up a significant number of points throughout the season, their team is built around their defense. Like, 
Mm. Their whole their whole thing was keeping people under 20. Like, we're going to score 20 every time. You will never score 20 against us. This is pretty much what they told everybody after week one. Like, we know – because, you know, Big Mac, their coach, is a defensive-minded guy, and he put the offense on his quarterback, and his quarterback can only see what he sees when he's in the pocket. And as a former quarterback myself, I know that you only can see so much while you're in the pocket. You don't know where the rush is coming from, when it's coming from the blind side. You don't know – what type of games they're running on the other side of the line if you're not watching it. And so if you're not up in a catbird seat or at least step back from the line, you can't see all those things develop to know, to know what they're doing to you to change it up. So that being said, anyway, so uh, thank you for joining the podcast, Joker. Glad to have you on. Love your perspective. Although, it, and, and I love that it mirrors ours because at least it validates what we've been saying in the past. So mm. let's fast forward. Let's jump back into the conversation we were having. You guys left me with one more team to tell you how I think they would have done in this last season. That's the Insomniacs that went 0-6 in our division. I don't think they would have won a game in your division last season either. And I don't think that's because of talent. I think that's because of lack of organization. Their head coach, although he's a great guy, he was going through some serious medical issues, and they literally had their players run the team. Similar to the way it happens with you guys back east, right? But we are a brand new division, brand new team. And if you don't have structure and organization against guys who do, you've got, I don't care how much talent you have. When you've got guys that have a little bit of talent that is structured and organized, you're not beating that. Like I'll never forget. And I tell this story about my, my chiropractor before I knew, before I knew him as a, as a chiropractor, I played against him and they had a team that did nothing with a bunch of old white dudes that did nothing but timing rounds. And we were, you know, 23, 24 years old. I, I was a former, you know, high-level recruit, mad speed, threw the ball well. And then everybody around me was the fastest people I've ever known in my life, right? We all put together one team, and we were blowing people out. Until we came to this team of scrubs that were just super organized and super, like, timing route. And they timing routed us to death and beat us 16 to 14 in the championship game. Oh. I, I'll never forget it. And that dude goes on to be my chiropractor four years later. I'm like, hey, I remember you. <laughs> you whooped my ass one day. <laughs> so, all right. So, but now we're going to talk about the Insomniacs and their newly constructed roster. So this is one of the things that's been quite a bit of conversation on the other side of the ball over here. Uh, so they picked up uh, Mark Cooper out from the Orlando Ghosts. And they picked up Rashad Davis, formerly of the Tampa Bay Nightcrawlers. Uh, Rashad, uh, he didn't play last season. The last time he played, he says, and he shot me video that showed him scoring six touchdowns in one game and says that he currently holds the, or, or did at that time, held the returns in a season record with nine. So that guy and Mark Cooper, who was probably top five player out of Florida that played in uh, A7 last season, is coming to play on the Insomniacs and changing their roster up. Like literally their entire roster they had before, except for four, five guys is gone. Most of those five guys left, and they're going to be on a new team called Over the Top, and they're forming a new, forming a new team with these new guys. And what I'm seeing in their chat, because they've got me in their chat, so I, they, I can answer any questions for them because they're forming again. I feel like they're going to have a ton of success as long as they can keep it together. Wait, what so, I don't... so you say he had nine returns in one season in, in the Florida uh, division, right? That's correct. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. So uh, when we're done with this, I'll send you his link so you can watch it for yourself. I was I was pretty impressed. But anyway, he's here now. He's he's here. He's helping run the Insomniacs team. Rashad Davis, real good guy, and doing everything he can to whip these boys in shape in Vegas. And whoever doesn't get whipped in shape, he's gonna call other people from other places he knows and get out here and ball with them. If it comes together on paper, the way it could, I think that they will compete with the force as the top team, them and the pit bosses of the top team in our uh, Vegas division. But it could also all spiral out of control because some dudes ain't ready to commit to football the way that they are being asked to commit to football. And if they can't find replacement guys, <laughs> for that especially the way Rashad's asking them to. <laughs> right. And if they can't find guys to, to respond and come to the roster the right way, they might end up with an eight-team roster, or eight-man roster, and no one's going to compete at that level for more than a half. So my prediction for the Insomniacs based on that, if they were to play in your division, I would say they've got enough talent to get three wins. So that's, yep. that's my response. To I agree Mike. with that. So, Big Mike, you still with me? You got my takes. What, what do you think? Uh yeah yes so so the for the uh, Asamiacs, uh that take you said the record was the record again nine touchdown returns in a season no no, no you, uh, their record for the season if they're oh. in a, in a, uh, I'm saying four and four four and four yeah I, yeah. I can go in I can I can probably see them see them pulling a let's see a two and six. Okay, a two and six, you know, because we're going based off the, the last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, but their, their roster is almost completely reconstructed, so to, you got to almost throw last year out the window for them. But you can't because it was the organizational skills that stopped them from getting wins last season. And the yeah. guy at the top is still the same, although he's healthier. You can't. If, 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 your, if your coach went 0-16 in the NFL and he came back, you would expect him to go 0-16 again, wouldn't you? <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my thing right. they, they're, they're rebranding that team. They're, they're bringing new players in. So all those old players are out. They got two players from Vegas. From, uh, Cooper, I know he played for the coach. He's a, he, he got pass You know, guy Rashad Davis, I never even heard of him until now. I'll yeah, that's, that's, that's what everybody else said. But then when I showed them the, the, the tape, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that cat now. He was super fast. Okay. He, so I, apparently he played the entire 2020 season and then uh, skipped the playoffs until it was time to go play in the Final Four game. And then in the Final Four game, he was the one person who scored from Florida. And then they got blown out like 67 or 80 to 7 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I well, I forgot who scored for the uh, for Florida that 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 day. It was so according, according to him, it was him. So okay, okay. That's who that's who that yeah. dude is. So so if you remember him that day, that that's the guy that's coming to Vegas. I don't see that's I, I don't see that's enough. Uh, them two going there, then they you said they added a few more extra pieces, you know. But I I still don't see them coming in bulldozing like the Force or uh, you said uh, L.A. Aces, right? Yeah. Because we've seen the Force, we've seen the LA Aces. Those, those, those other guys we, we haven't really seen. They, they haven't yet uh, the national stage like Force in LA. Right. Well, you know? and 
the good thing is for all of you guys is you're going to get to see a lot of them this coming season because we're structuring everything so that at least one of our games every season is aired out of Vegas. So you will get an opportunity to see every one of our teams live next season. So that, that will be good for us and give you an opportunity to get eyes on, on what we're doing. Uh, we're not exactly sure how that's going to come together, but we're, we're setting up to do that. And if everything comes together the right way, regar regardless, you're going to see us on some platform. We just don't know if it'll be on TV or on YouTube or on our own private streaming or whatever that will, but, but it'll be made available to all the players for sure. I got you on that. All right. So, uh, are you guys is, is Snow Tribe playing in, in in a fall season? Are you guys doing fall brawl? Um, we're, we're right now doing doing workouts right now, and I'm trying some guys to flag. We don't we, we don't have a fall ball season in Jersey. Okay, all right. So that's just Baltimore. Baltimore. That's just Baltimore that does it. Okay, yeah, that's Baltimore. So let me ask you this, and I'm going to drop some some information on you that we're kicking around in Las Vegas. So you know we're we're going to do a fall season. It's going to kick off December fourth for those of you who are listening that are fans of our of the Vegas division. We will okay. be playing on December fourth, a eight game season of with eight teams here in Vegas. There isn't there is a chance that we will be taking our fall season indoors in an arena to play in an arena sized field with dashboards. A seven FL football. Mm. So with that's lit. Seventeen guys from the Snow Tribe on our on our podcast right now. <laughs> right. If you had an opportunity yeah. to play indoor with dasher boards, no pads, no helmets, with that type of crowd, arena, music, all that stuff, what what do you think that would be? A seven like? FL arena football. Honestly, yeah. I think that would be amazing, and it will boost everybody's like skill level in a way, because you're playing with, in a different facility. You're not playing on a field outside. You're playing in the facilities with me, fucking uh, a scoreboard and everything like that. So that'll be different and it'll, it'll be good. I got you, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think it'll be different. You know, just, I, I just be, I just think it'll be a little more, uh, a little, a little more harder. You can say because you got the crowd now, so the crowd, you know, in, in the arena, everybody's close. You, you're not far away like the NFL, you're not far away like in the A7. You know, in, in Asbury, everybody's in the stands, the fans, the fans understand, you can't really hear them. So except, I think for the, that, except for that one lady who's the wife of the dude on BIC. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she, was, she was loud as hell. <laughs> Heard every word yeah. she said. <laughs> yeah. We, we we had a couple of uh, of our uh, players' wives and girlfriends up in the stand. I was going crazy when Darius went that touchdown. You, oh you yeah, I remember it. that too. That was definitely good. Serious. Absolutely. You know, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's definitely gonna be different. It's gonna be better. Yeah, I think it'll be different. You know, I, I definitely see it though. So I'm throwing that out there just just to say if it does happen. Like, good. My fault. My apologies again. No, I go always, for it because I because I want to follow I up and like, get your take. Yeah, I feel like it'll be like fun as hell. It's not even it's it's not about nothing but the game, man. I'm not focused on the fans. You sure it's cool to hear people yelling, but listen, man, I'm there to play. All right. So let me just throw this out there to you guys. Our our season's gonna run December to February 5th. February 5th is gonna be our championship game. And the other thing we're talking about doing is hosting an all-star game of the original, the last eight divisions where the top players from Baltimore, the top players from play and, and the top players from 
Jersey or Maryland, the top players from Jersey, top players from Florida, from Ohio, from LA, from Vegas. Who did I miss? DC. And there was one more. So we got eight divisions. I don't remember what they are right now. I'm, I'm losing my brain with all the stuff that's coming on. But all eight divisions putting their best 20 guys on an airplane, send them to Las Vegas to play in a weekend tournament televised on Pro Bowl weekend. If you were given the opportunity to play in that game and you didn't have any cost to get there, because that's something that you would leap at. Well, I'm not. I'm not a player. I'm just a GM. I play. That's what we're making that all start. Hey, 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 we set it up so there's four slots for staff too. So you get to you get to make the trip. Don't, don't oh, sweat okay. it. <laughs> I, uh, you know, if, if I'm if I had nothing to do, I'll definitely take that trip. You know, and just enjoy like, it out there. Like love Vegas. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I've been a couple times out there in Vegas. I'm definitely a Vegas guy. But I, yeah. I think. I think we something, you know, because I was there last year for the NFL Pro Bowl. And I think yeah, so, uh, Mike, were you the cat that came out and were at Las Vegas Ballpark where our baseball field is and was recording the live video from, from the field? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I was definitely on the field with all the players. I was, okay. you know, length away from Patrick Mahomes, all those guys. You know, it, it was uh, it was definitely different, but, I'm, you know, my best friend plays the NFL. So, it's like, you know, just, it's, it just, it just happens. But uh, like something like that with the with the Ace NFL players, like having different, you know, like I think we have like a, a flag tournament, like di- different, like different games going on, not just football, but dodgeball, something like that. So something just having that competitive, just flowing throughout the, throughout the weekend, it'll, it'll be it'll be something different. It'll be it'll be dope, you know. I definitely see something like that. I definitely see some, something like that happening in the future. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be doing all types of stuff like that down the road. I mean, yeah. That- I hear what you're saying, and I think that would be great, especially something like dodgeball. <laughs> right, I, right. I used to run dodgeball tournaments here in town. It was so much fun, man, but that stuff gets super competitive. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of hilarious to watch a bunch of to watch a bunch of football players play dodgeball. That would be that would be the business. So it's, it's it's just to keep that competitive that the competitiveness flowing up throughout the week, and then at the end of the week, you know, everybody, you know, set set setting ready to play play the actual Ace NFL superstar or Pro Bowl game. It's electrify, you know. So everybody think about that. That dodgeball game they just lost. So, oh, I, oh, I get a bat. Oh, yeah, I should, I should do it hit me in the face with dodgeball. Something like that. Break the bet, you know. It just stuff like that just keeps it going. Right on. All right, guys. Well, I've kept you for except for uh, uh, Joker that just got on here the last twenty minutes. I've kept you guys for an hour and a half now. So I'm gonna start winding this thing down i'm going to ask each of you to kind of give your parting gift or shot however you want to do it uh to to vegas to nevada to the three-on-one podcast boys your broadcast team in and and the east and to me and casey here out west and to all the teams and fans that were listening what would you like to leave us with okay uh, uh, uh i'm leaving you with one thing real quick um I like you guys. This is Darius. I, For everybody who's yeah. listening, this is Darius. I, I like you guys. Uh, you guys are a very good team. And from the bottom of my heart, um, I'm looking forward to beating y'all next year. So, <laughs> so, so is, that, is that for everybody or just the force? That's what are we for, talking about? That's for, that's for everybody. That's for, okay. that's for the whole LA. You know what I'm that's saying? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the A7. <laughs> all right. All right. So Darius says, we love that you guys are here, but, but we're going to blow you out. Yeah. All right. uh, 
Mike, Mike, I'm gonna give you the last word. So uh, how about uh, La Dub? Man, I'm just piggybacking off what Darius said because we in a backfield together. I'm with him. I'm on, I'm on the same time as he is. Simple. All love, though. All right. I love it. All love. Back, back to you. All right. And then Hulk? Honestly, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Everybody working on my team. Everybody trying to be the best them. So we're going to be a rude awakening next year. So watch. All right. Joker? I mean, my mine's is the same as it's always been, man. Just you see us on your schedule, just have your mouthpieces ready because it's going to be nice <laughs> How your mouthpieces in? Cause we coming for real. That's what's up. All right, Michael. Uh, yeah, I, I just want to piggyback off off of what all, all my guys just said. Well, we're coming different next year. You know, the new pieces mixed in with the old piece that we have. That pe- guys that have been here, guys that was here last year. You know, we're, we're looking to make some noise. You know, it's not gonna be pretty. So LA, watch out. Come for your force. You know, with force. We want, we want force first game of the season in Vegas. That's what we want. We want that really? We, we want, want that too. We want that too. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, we want it. They 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 they, they talking they talking a lot of shit. They page talk about oh who won who, who won the end the, the game. Okay, we, we 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 give y'all that. We give y'all that. Let's see next year. That's last year. That, that's that's playoff. That's that's last year. Hello, to BIC the following week. Uploading out, it's, it's, it's okay. We're talking about 2023, late March, early April. What's going to happen? And I'm telling you, Snow Child, we, we be in the force. Make it happen. Right. Make it happen. So, I want to say, uh, as my parting gift for you guys, I appreciate the fact that you guys had the wherewithal to self scout and be humble enough to say, okay. We need A, B, and C. Let's go out and find that and build on that. So I am, of all the teams that are in the East, I'm most excited to see what happens. It's the Snow Tribe for for many reasons. Number one, I was the one who personally gave y'all all the smoke before that first before that first game we played, right? My boy Ty called me out, was talking mad smack on my timeline. So I went out for my National Donut Day post. And I believe that that post and the back and forth between our two teams is what is one of the major things that has elevated our brand of A7FL football to the next level. Because there were so many eyes on those two games that the Vegas Force and Las Vegas was in with the foundation that New Jersey and Baltimore and Maryland had built that all of the eyes that were in the East with all the, the hype that was in the West came together to elevate the entire platform where we ended up with those viral videos that got us 20 million views now. So I'm excited for your guys' season. I wish you the absolute very best. I don't even care who wins the first game here if you come to Vegas and play us because it's not going to have a, a, probably a, a full effect on the entire season. Someone from the Vegas division will be going to the playoffs and will be win- and will be going to the Final Four. That means we will win an Elite Eight game. You heard it here the third time. This will be the third podcast in a row I'm saying it. Hold on, let me write so, that down. Yes. Yes. Yep. yes, please write that down. Because we're it stating it. <laughs> you can tattoo it on my <laughs> cheek. I don't care, man. The Vegas will be in the Final Four. I don't know what team it's going to be yet, but there will be a Vegas team in the Final Four. Okay. 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 
And then when we get to the final four, you can get my prediction from there. I'm not ready to say anything until I know who's going and why. So, and who they're going to play against. I mean, I mean, that, that, that's the big question of the day. Like, out of those three teams, which team do you think is going to make the furthest? Right now, I have to say the fourth. I mean, they, yeah, they, they, we make them top four. I, I, based on what I know they're doing, yes. Based on what I know they're doing, I believe they will be on par with BIC and the U. Oof, that's that's that's. Those are... I'll give I'll give my take real quick on that. Um, Please, I think I think you're right. I think I think it'll be force number one, but with some of the things I know going on behind the scenes and some of the players that are being brought in um, on the Insomniacs, especially, I think you'll have force one, pit bosses two insomniacs as you know two or three i think it'll be but your top three it'll be i think force insomniacs pit bosses at least your first two or three weeks until the other teams really get a feel for the way it's played and then we're gonna see a very very competitive division i agree with you jason honestly we are running a fall season so we can talk about all the shit that we're blue in the face the fall will be a very good barometer as to how good the pit bosses are, how good the insomniacs are. Unfortunately for all of us, for, unfortunately for the rest of the league, most of the guys who are on the force who want to play in the fall are going to be playing with the pit bosses. So we're going to see a blended team from them anyway that will likely dominate the fall. And then once they go right, back and right. separate, go back to their separate teams, I don't know where that leaves the pit bosses with them that not have practicing up their guys, but they will have learned a lot about the force guys. So I mean, it's like you, you so, get, it's a yeah. yin and yang and a trade off, right? You're telling me the force yep. is not going to be in the fall. That's correct. They, they are. They decided for the fall season they're going to stay in the gym and stay healthy and work on, work on uh, you know improving certain things and Schem- certain aspects of their game and not competing against. Yeah, their schematics and their their stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, with that. Gentlemen, I want to say thank you so very much for being on our podcast today. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you guys. Yes, it has. Uh, when we're done with this, uh, the two threads that I'm on, I'm going to drop my cell phone number in there so you guys have my information. I'm just going to say, anytime you're making a trip out to Vegas, call me. I'll, I'll buy you dinner, take you to my favorite spot. Please keep me involved with whatever you got going on. I want to be your friend. Everything we're doing here is all love. Uh, we're competitive. We want to see you guys succeed, just not against us. And that's where we're at. <laughs> I got you on that. I got you on that. I, listen, thanks, thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate it. So to speak Thank my mind. Thank you for having me as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you, everybody, for being on the podcast. Thank you, Derek, for joining alongside me, as always. Until next time, we will see you on the other side of the ball. <laughs>